any other business, 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 any other business. We can, we can, we can, we can. Any other business, it's back, it's back. Any other business, it's on. <laughs> Slight maverick at the end there. Hey, it's good to be back, good to be back, good to be back. Yeah. Isn't it? It's uh, about Come a fortnight on. since we've had one of these. Actually, we should use producer Adam to give us a bit of, like, you know, light in fr- filmed in front of a live studio audience cheer. So let's just do the very end of any other business. Producer uh, Adam can go crazy. And we'll crowd. finish it with the it's on, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Any other business, it's on. Oh, mate, that was awful. Lame. Absolutely lame. Anyway. Next week, it can be better. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Worst tattoo you've ever seen? I'll give you some thinking time. I'll tell you what I saw on the tube earlier. Go on. Gentleman uh, who'd got um, some kind of vest on. Yeah. So you could see his whole arm. And on his upper arm, uh, he had got a tattoo which insinuated that he was a robot because... There was a zip, and the zip had gone down. Oh, no. And you could see that the upper part of the zip that had unzipped was sort of like the innards of a robot. Oh, she's so like a robot, but he's got, like, flesh zipped up flesh for he's an arm. He's got zipped up flesh for an arm. And I looked at it and thought, <laughs> no. Bet that was a cracking idea in the mid-90s. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the thing with them. You know, I, I, you know, for disclosure here, I don't have any. I don't have a problem with tattoos. Yeah. But I think if you, if you get it... Badly wrong. Yeah. It's there forever. Thing is, though, you have these fads and, and they change. I mean, I've got two tattoos that, weirdly enough, I'm looking around at the moment to think, think I might get them covered up and done something different to. Because they're quite easy to get changed up You've, now. You haven't got a, z- a zip either, have you? There's no zip. Thing, okay. But, but you go through these fads. So, like, I remember there was there was a huge fad for having a barcode on the back of your neck. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I do, yeah. I was this close. Absolutely no. Not, not, not the barcode. I was a wafer close to getting one of the Superman symbols done when I was on my year abroad in America. Wow. But the tattoo parlour was close. Closed and we we were on our bikes cycling around and thought, oh, let's go and do that, and, and it was closed and then decided not to. Where had you earmarked the Superman logo to go? Top of the arm. Can you imagine how bad that would be now? Me, forty <laughs> odd. I, I make a noise if I have to bend down and pick anything up. <laughs> yeah. That does, Superman would be like, you know, uh, incorrect advertising, wouldn't it? Oh God! So you have two tattoos. Two tattoos. So I've got. Like Japanese dragon thing here. Fine. A little bit naff, probably want to cover it up. And then the old, the curse of the, uh, someone in their 20s, uh, you know, in the late 90s. A producer's seen it, I haven't yet, and he's laughing behind you. Tribal tattoo on the arm. Okay. You know, the, there was that era, and if you have any building work done, and you've got a group of lads there, you can literally bet your house on one of them's going to have some form of tribal tattooing on the top of the arm. It's up there with the, with the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, barbed wire around yeah. the mid-arm. It's like that, you know what well, I mean? Well, look. Celtic tribal tattoo. I didn't mean to unearth this. All I can say is that, rest assured, if I'd seen you on the tube with your Japanese tattoo or your tribal tattoo, we wouldn't be having this discussion. <laughs> it was just that gentleman with the zip exposing the inner robot, and I was like, nah. Tell you what, though, if listening to this right now, and if you've got a bad tattoo and you would like to show and tell, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. We won't laugh. We'll make it a club. Any other business? Have you ever, right, here's a question for you, have you ever had a moment where your mind, your senses have deserted you when you've been asked a question or put on the spot about something? Uh, yes, and it's a recurring one, and it's the worst one. Is it um, like names? <laughs> no, it's uh, your 
the ages of your kids and their date of birth. Uh, it, it, it can get in your head, can't it? Yeah. And, and then if you don't know what their ages are, you look like, oh my God, this this is a terrible dad. Call yourself a dad. Hey, you don't even know their own ages, to, for crying out loud. 2003 and 2005. But you, really, you can hear the air conditioning to the point where <laughs> you went so quiet. <laughs> really, really concentrated on it. I, I, have, I, have two, I have two, like, panic-ons where... Uh, when I, whenever I bump into someone, if I bump into someone, like the panic, I won't even know like someone's name that you work with every day. That'd be really bad. Yep. I, I, and I've had that a couple of times before where I've seen them in Ikea and I'm with my other half, Katie, and I think, oh my God, I have to introduce them now. But the name just <laughs> to the point becomes a thing. And then this honest God happened to me yesterday. Uh, and it used to happen to me a bit more when I used to have an old-fashioned uh, watch with like clock hands mm-hmm. on it. Clock hands. Uh, I... I uh, was asked the time by somebody when mm. I was at a bus stop in um, Finsbury Park and I had a 24-hour watch on my on my digital watch and I absolutely freaked out and I couldn't tell you what the time was. You, There's a 24-hour clock right in front of you on that computer screen. Yeah, that says what that is now and yeah. it's fine. But when that person turned around and asked me, 24-hour clock, asked me what the time was and I looked at my watch, I was like... Uh, and, and then... I, <laughs> Oh, sorry, so, I said, sorry about Sorry, I'm just having really... Sorry, one of those days that... Uh, and then I said to him, oh, it's 2.15. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's now just got into my head to the point where I've had to change to normal... I've changed from 24-hour clock to normal clock on my, yep. on my wrist because I can't have that happen to me again. <laughs> I think I might be falling apart. <laughs> if you've had a moment where your, your senses have deserted you, maybe you've got an Achilles heel with your brain to use two body parts in one go home time at absoluteradio.co.uk I love the idea of the brain having an Achilles, Achilles heel, heel. That's, that's fantastic quite convoluted isn't it <laughs> it's great to be back any other business so obviously the great thing with podcasts and particularly any other business is you could be listening to it at any time whatsoever you might have discovered this about two years after it was actually recorded however if you are listening to this and you're kind of up to speed on things obviously the uh, the new football season has got underway yes uh, and uh, today uh, there is uh, a little bit of a rush on to get your fantasy football teams done uh, I've been amused seeing Bush enter his team very quickly this afternoon. have to say, your first squad's been pretty decent, but I was astonished to see the rules that you put on it yourself. Yep, no Liverpool players. I won't have any Liverpool players on my team, <laughs> even if it puts me in the bottom half of the table or worse. And in the case of fantasy football, when no Liverpool players means you're not selecting Mohamed Salah, yeah. then you are somewhat up against it. I am. Well, what's your view? I mean, obviously, you obviously aren't that keen on Spurs. Would you have Harry Kane up front for you? Could you do that? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, have you got a no Spurs rule for you? I don't have a no Spurs rule, but I don't happen to have any Sp- Actually, no. I've got Lloris in goal. Have you? I have, yeah. So there you go. You, you've embraced your nemesis for, for, the, for the good of trying to get up the, the leaderboard. But also, I don't know whether you remember that these words also fell out of your mouth. You said, the problem I have with fantasy football is I set the team up at the beginning of the season, but then I don't care about anyone other than Everton. Only interest in Everton. And because you can only put those three Everton players in there, which you did very quickly. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't realise there was a maximum. I was kept clicking and going, oh, what? <laughs> The problem is, right, and I've said this before, I'm not a football fan, I'm an Everton fan. <laughs> and that's probably got more meanings, the more you read into that, the more that unravels. But 
I'm not interested. I've got Carl Walker in my team because I've had to put some other defenders in along with Luca Dina from Everton. I'm not interested if Carl Walker has a good game. I don't check. I'm not interested. I'm, I'm interested in how Everton play, and that's literally it. Yeah. They're the centre of my universe, football-wise. So it's, it's unusual for me to step into this uh, fantasy football thing where I've got to take an interest in how other teams are doing. Do you know what I mean? Give me a context in what kind of football fan you are then as far as defeat is concerned. I think I know what the answer is going to be here. Say, for example... This particular Saturday afternoon doesn't go so well for Everton at Crystal Palace. Yes. What will Saturday evening be like in your house once you're back from doing the indie disco? Well, I first of all know that I won't be speaking to my dad because you can't call him. He's out. He's incommunicado if Everton <laughs> lose. Uh, he's a nightmare. He gets on my mum's nerves. He has to go for a walk around the block, etc. Uh, I won't watch Match of the Day because I don't want to even think about it. Uh, and then I'll probably just be moaning on Twitter, to be honest with you as well. I, I literally can't watch Match of the Day. I don't want to see what's happened if we lose. Yeah. So last season, and it can really affect your weekend. I don't know about you. If, Big time. If we're, if we're terrible, I, mean, I, don't, you know, I don't mind like narrowly losing and whatever, but if you're terrible, it can affect the entire weekend, can't Agreed, it? Agreed, yeah. There's trailers out for Match of the Day at the moment in between like programmes on BBC One. And uh, when it went out the other evening... Natalie actually got up off the sofa and goes, so glad football's back. <laughs> <Just walked laughs> totally sarcastic. It was like, I don't think that was the response that the BBC were after when they made that trailer. Do you know what I'm quite interested though? You mentioned we were talking about how people consume Match of the Day the other day as we were getting ready with bated breath for the start of the new season. And you were, you were telling us that uh, rather than watch it that evening on Saturday night, you like to, uh, you know the way someone might get a nice cheese and have it over the course of the week for different things? <laughs> That's exactly how I do you it. Know, you watch it in bits during the week. It's on Series Link. Yeah. It will record Saturday evening in HD. But you don't watch it Saturday night? No, I don't. Really? No, 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 because I'll already have seen the Arsenal goals on some sort of, you know, bite-sized thing on your mobile or whatever. Right. yeah. Um, so I don't need to see it Saturday night. It's going out at half past ten. I'll hold my hands up. I'm knackered. Okay. I'll be asleep. Yeah. Um, So what I will do is I will consume it at my leisure across the week. So I would say on average, match of the day is probably done for me by Wednesday lunchtime. Well, so you've rinsed quite a few little kind of sittings out of it. Yeah. So maybe you're up with Rocco at six in the morning and you're watching Bournemouth versus West Ham or something like that. Perfect. And my viewing practice would be I'd watch the Arsenal game. I'd watch the punditry of the Arsenal game. Yeah. Every other game... I would watch the edited highlights and spool through the punditry. Because I really spool like the through, pun- unless, yeah. unless a team that I have a vested interest in or anti-vested interest in, yeah. if that team have had their pants pulled down, yeah. then I would watch that game and then the punditry and interviews after that one. We're back to the Spurs thing again, aren't we? <laughs> we yeah, are. back to the Spurs thing again. Just one thing I just want to just mention on this this first podcast back, um, first any other business back for the new term. There's something a listener sent us a tweet of that is stuck with me to the point where I sometimes think about it when I'm trying to get to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we need it in our lives. Do you remember, I, don't, I can't remember what the listener's name was, but they sent us in a uh, little video of the fact they've got a bin where you move, they put their hand over the top of the bin and it yep. opens. Uh, that is your Brabantia. Is that what that is? Yeah, 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 they make that. I can't... Of all the technologies and all the things that are going on at the moment and some of the brilliant tech that we've got in this world, that, for me, I can't I can't stop thinking about it. My brother has one. Does he? So I have uh, sibling envy. Hold on a minute. Not your brother that uses a dictaphone to dictate <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> no. Because that would really mess with my head if he's got a bin that you can swing his hand <laughs> yeah. at and opens. No, no, no. Me other, me other brother. Phew, at least he's consistent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, 
my next door neighbours have one and they use it only for the litter that comes from their cats. Oh so when God. I go and feed their cats when they're away or on holiday, yeah. it's in, like, the utility room and the only thing that goes in there is, like, old cat food. Wow, so they have got a cutting-edge, quite expensive, state-of-the-art bin and they're, and they're using it for... I know, I know. And meanwhile, at home, I've got a bin that I've got a step step on a pedal step just to it. open it. Yeah, I just I just feel like we need one. We need one on the home time show. Can you imagine? You just finish doing some typing or whatever, scrunch up a bit of paper to use in his notes, and then wave your hand over it like like Gandalf doing magic in Lord of the Rings, and it opens up. I'd love that. I'd love that for the studio. If the yeah. good people at Brabantia are, are, are listening, Big maybe send show. us some kind of coupon code so we can get ten percent off. That'd um, be so good. But what I have to report is it makes a great noise. What kind of noise does it make? Give me ten seconds to get in the zone. As okay. you know, I'm a gifted mimic. And then what I'd like you to do yep. is to move your hand across... Your face. <laughs> across and you can an, be the bin. an invisible radar, okay. and I will mimic the sound it makes, right? Okay, folks. Maybe you want to, if you're listening to this right now and you really want to get into the zone with it, close your eyes and imagine I'm in the utility room. Turn up your podcast because it's going to happen in five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Ooh. Is that Ooh. it open? Oh, sorry. So it's back closed again. The now. mechanism makes the same noise whether it's opening uh, or closing. Can we try one more time? Yeah. Five, four, three, two. Ooh. That's so good. I think we need one. It's really good. That is, that's 2001, A Space Odyssey. I've got a great idea for how we start the breakfast show when we cover it next week. Go on then, go on then, go on, on our then. our first show, impressions, but not of people. That's so good, yes. All right? What impression you do, but it's not of a person. It's got to be of a, a thing. Yes. I can't think of anything I can do at the moment, but uh, damn it, I'll have one by Monday morning. So we might, like, go, hey, it's um, the breakfast show. Uh, who's this? Oh, my name's Derek. I'm from Romford. Derek, what do you do? I do milk bottles being put down on the doorstep. I don't know. Straight, put him straight on. Put Derek straight on. Barry's going to cancel his holiday, isn't he? He's going to come back. <laughs> good, but come back for the good of the show. Do not miss us on breakfast on Monday.